Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com, one of the greatest communities around. Seriously, folks, absolutely love you on emc 2 learning so if you haven't done so definitely check out them this is season seven episode five we're doing a little gamification 101 and these i'm going to sprinkle throughout these are just sort of getting started with gamification where where's your on-ramp what's it like questions i can answer uh as always feel free to use the hashtag well played podcast and tag me at mr matera i would love to hear your questions so that we can kind of build this out uh you know answering the, the questions of the people i was just at a uh i was just at a ed camp and so I thought I'd take some of the questions that I got from there. I ran a session on playful learning beyond the multiple choice, uh, beyond the guessing games. That's what I called it. And there was a lot of rich discussions. People were excited. It was palpable. I think there's a change needed in education. I think teachers are sort of tired. I think teachers feel kind of worn out from the COVID, from the district, from society sort of ragging on teachers and sort of hear a talk about a playful space, a happy space, a space that challenges kids and connects. It really resonated with people, but there were some questions. So I'm going to run through the questions that we got there and uh, that'll be that. So the sort of first one that was talked about was the points like what what are you talking about game points and so this is a pretty easy one to answer but kind of hard to wrap your brain around if you're in a traditional school or standard-based grading school you're used to points right whether it's one two three four or whether it's you know all the way up to 100 um, but we're not talking about these points because i honestly my biggest advice if you're going to play a class game whether it's for a unit or an entire year, you're going to want to separate out the points from the grade points. The game points and the grade points, separate separate those a little bit. This allows you a lot of freedom in your game. You can be a lot more playful with your kids, and this, this keeps the game light and fun and airy. Uh, if they were attached to grade points, then everything has to be pretty clinical, right? Pretty fair. Everybody's got to do the same things because you've got it's got to be measurable right uh this makes it feel more game-like when you could give points for an activity uh for something that kids choose to go on and maybe that means a bunch of kids didn't choose to go on that doesn't mean they fail your class it just means they didn't play your game as much which is a okay so the points uh bare minimum thing to know a gamer term experience points xp that's actually where my book title came in last time explore like a pirate but i highlighted the xp uh again that stands for that experience points and some of the things we discussed at the ed camp there on those experience points was that i find them only to be rewarding uh, not punishing so what i mean by that is i don't use my gamification as some sort of behavioral management tool so they're not uh losing points for doing bad behavior um this is just a total like that you're collecting. So today you had a good day and things went well and you did that side quest. Whatever the case may be, 
and they earn some points. Now, tomorrow, if they're goof knobbers, I'm not going to say you're a goof knobber. I'm going to take away points. And in fact, I what I told the the group is I think that experience points perfectly maps on to education because here at school, we're teaching kids where they're learning and you can never unlearn it, right? So if a kid, let's take, let's take traditional school. We can't teach kids how to cross multiply fractions. And then the next day they're goof knobbers and say, I'm going to like erase your ability to cross multiply, right? Like they now know it. And that's what I love about education. It's just like you're building on in this bank. It's the intellectual compound interest, right? What I learned today helps me tomorrow. Now, same is true for experience points in the game, if you ask me. A video game doesn't take away your experience points. You're earning them constantly through being in a video game. In fact, most games, if you think about even the old school Super Mario Brothers, uh, the, the OG on the NES, that one, just as time passes, you can see your score total to, to, totaling up. Like It's just going up by existing. Even if you're not moving your character, even if you're not jumping over or collecting a coin, you are gaining experience points. And they, they do not go down. They only go up, and it's like, how much can we have them go up? Sure, if I collect that coin, if I squash that like turtle, I will make more points, but it's never going to take them away, right? And so there's one thing to learn about gamification 101 question that was given was about those points, and how does that work? Tip one, separate. Tip two, uh, don't have it be punitive. Don't reduce their point total. Have it only be additive, right? That's part of the airiness and fun of a game now they might be earning less points but it's never that you're taking away what was locked in yesterday i think that's a huge one another one that was asked was about how do you keep track of it all and i mean one of my answers is definitely i use a spreadsheet to do so but if you're playing a small game use your own dry erase board just write out the five six teams that exist and just generically right that they're at 1,000 points on that team. But if you want to get a little more complicated, sure, you can go on something like EMC2 Learning, and there you'll find a spreadsheet that we call Gamification Control Tower. That's the newest, latest, best iteration ever. Uh, so many great functions in there where ultimately it'll take you 20 minutes, 30 minutes to set up, put your students' names in there and whatnot. But then afterwards, each time that you want to add points, each activity, each side quest, each potential thing, there's just a single column that you fly down and give you know kids 500 points, 200 points, whatever. That's my next tip on the points question was make them bigger, right? Video games do this really well. School does this really bad, right? Traditional school model, it was on a 0 to 100 point system. And then we switched, a lot of schools switched to standard-based grading where it's on a one-to-four system. <laughs> the game psychology will tell you bigger numbers, more impressive. So even if you did all the same activities, but if we could have made the standard-based grading system on a zero to 4,000 system and the traditional something like zero to you know 100,000 system, that would have been cooler. That would have been better for students and as far as engagement. I know it sounds silly. It's just could be the exact same percent, but it's just something to say that like I slaved away this whole weekend on that project, on that paper, and I'm so excited. I earned 100,000 points. There, there's something about the psychology as opposed to I slaved away and I got a four instead of a three. Like It just doesn't feel that much greater. Um uh, 
So keep that in mind when you're building points for your game. You have the freedom now to be a much larger game. So I, I deal in thousands in my game, right? So a good side quest it, you know, could be a thousand points. Um, even an okay side quest could end up being like 200 points, 300 points. So they're collecting it far faster than they are in the school, traditional school model. And I see it. I see that engagement because of that. And so I want to pass that along. Now, moving to sort of the second topic and or question is, uh, where do you even get started? They were just like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. This sounds rich and I want it and I want it now, but how do I get it now? And then they're, they locked up, right? And it's so happens just in PD in general, you get excited by a topic, but then you don't always know where to take that first step. And I'm going to generically tell you this, just take the first step. There is a mountain of things that can be done in a gamified class. You do not have to do them all to start with, but what you do need to do is get started. So I would suggest tackle what interests you the most. If theme introduce, interests you the most, choose a theme. Think about a theme. Be, you know, we're outer space like aliens looking for a new home. We're Earth's blown up and we're humans looking for a new home. It is the Wild West and we're trying to settle a new town in the West. Maybe that's the theme, right? Whatever the theme is for you, if that excites you, do that. If the mechanics, the game mechanics, how it's played, the rules excite you, build out that. Like what are the rules in your game? Like how do you level up? Why should you level up? How do you quote unquote win? In, in my particular game, the win is a shared win. You're hoping that your group, your group of students, your class period has the total, highest total in the end. And that's it, right? And so they get that. That that was a decision I had to make, and I made that decision. Now, based on that decision, other decisions can be made, right? Like, is there a way to catch up? Is there, uh, like, do they earn more points or less points for being in the first? If, if you play a lot of board games and video games, you'll see that there is sometimes a catch-up mechanic that can be done. And so... Being able to have that catch-up mechanic can be really, like, motivating for students. These are decisions you need to make. Are you going to have items and power-ups? If you are, what do they do? How do they get them? Where do they store them, right? A myriad of questions that could lock you up, but instead, just tackle the one before you and whatever interests you. I tend to talk about theme, team, and task. Think about your theme. Think about teams. Like, how are you going to put them in teams? Is it the whole period like my class? Is it individual groups? Is it, you know, like a mix over the whole grade level and like they're in all sorts of classes? Like, what are you doing? Is it the whole class against the game? Is the game kind of the bad guy, more of a cooperative feel? So many options to be had there. Uh, but really, the generic advice is get started, like move off that starting line. That's the important part. And then the last discussion question we're going to talk about here is. This idea of extrinsic versus intrinsic. Uh, a, a teacher asked, you know, like, how do you feel about so much extrinsic motivation? And I got to tell you, not the way I see it. Not the way I see it at all. Um, so in my, sorry about that audio glitch there. I back and bumped my receiver there. Um not the way I see it. Extrinsic motivation is getting something of market value, 
Like, am I giving them cash? Am I giving them a free pizza party? In fact, I'd argue many of your non-gamified classes are more extrinsic motivated than mine. Because mine, they get nothing of market value. That's the differentiator, right? We don't, as a district, say the kids that play basketball. We don't sit here and say, that's bad they play basketball because they're getting extrinsically motivated by the points going up and up in the basketball game. We say that it's good that they join sports and that there's a team mentality and they learn the skills of working with a team and bonding as a team and learning to win and lose and all these things, right? We don't say that playing sports is extrinsically motivated because they're not getting anything of market value. So same's true with an in-class gamified class. There is no extrinsic reward because none of it has market value. And in fact, grades themselves have more of an extrinsic market value than my game does, right? Those do matter. You do get on the honor roll. Your parents care more about it, right? So there are extrinsic factors attached to the grades that are not necessarily attached to the game. So that was the advice I gave and the language I gave, which you will come across a teacher at your building that feels that way. And arming yourself, preparing yourself for that conversation is important. You might have an admin question that. And you really want to like help them see that this is extending what a student can do. This is allowing them to explore further, faster. Like it is the it is the right thing to do, but they might not have that same vantage point as you. So being able to sort of talk over the competition and lean it more to the idea that they're working together in teams and that this is a healthy experience for them. This is a powerful experience for them and that it is truly more intrinsic than anything because the more they play the game, the actually better and stronger they're becoming as an individual. And I, I can't think of a better thing to ask for in terms of what I can do for my students and what my students can do for themselves. All right, everybody. I hope you guys enjoy your week and play on. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, we can do another Gamification 101. Let me know the questions you have so I can kind of pop out some answers for you and we can get better together. I love it. All right, everybody. Have a great week and play on.